Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and go to Romans uh, chapter 8. If you were here on Wednesday night, Pastor Pamela said, you need to go read Romans chapter 7 and Romans chapter 8. So I was obedient. I figured I better do that if she told us we're supposed to do that. But uh, as I was reading it and some things, some things began to pop up at me, some things began to just become alive. You know, we live, we live in that we can get so caught up in the world. We can get so caught up in, in just the daily grind or the daily doing some things or just going through life, you know, just stuff. Amen. How many you know the devil loves the pile on effect? He loves to get you so busy. I don't know about you, but it seems like life has been a whole lot more busier now than ever. And I was hoping when I got to this age, I'd be slowing down. But I've been I've doing more now and speeding up more now, doing more things now than I ever have. And, uh, you know, and you got to be careful because, you know, in, in Daniel, the Bible says that the enemy is going to try to wear the saints of God out. Of course, everybody says, I'd rather wear out than rust out. Well, you don't have to do both. You don't have to do any of that. You don't have to wear out, and you better not be rusting out. Hallelujah. Because you ought to be letting the oil of the Holy Spirit just continually keep you greased and continually keep you pliable. Amen? And, uh, but what we need to do is to remind ourselves who we are, what we have, and remind ourselves that God is God. How many you know that God owns it all? God has it all. But he's made you and I stewards. Amen? But being stewards in that, God's given us an inheritance. He's given things to us that we can freely enjoy. You know, scripture here in Romans chapter 8, and I'm going to be reading verses 14 through 17 because I want to talk about being joint heirs with Christ. I want to talk about being joined with him. How many of you know that we, thank God, we talked about the joy of the Lord is our strength. Talked about the joy of the Lord is our strength. We sang a song about his joy is our strength. His joy is our strength. Remember, David said this. He got so weary that he said, Lord, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. I think a lot of times we as Christians got to remind ourselves that salvation is joyful. Thank you for your overwhelming response. You, say, but you don't know what to face. You know, one of, that's the thing, that we are looking for joy outside here instead of looking for joy inside. Amen. You know, and sometimes I think what happens is the reason the world is looking at us like we're crazy or looking at us like, I don't know if I want to be connected with those folks or not. It's because we haven't shown forth what it is to be uh, united with Christ, what it is to be joyful, what it is to have uh, God living and dwelling on the inside of us, what it is to have the, the Holy Spirit to lead and to guide and direct us, how to understand our authority and our inheritance, what all we get, what all do we get to be a part of this kingdom? So they're not so sure about that. You know, so we've got a lot of people in the world that are straddling. Okay? they got one foot in the world and one foot in, in trying to figure out if they can get over here. And they're not sure which way to jump. Amen. And we as Christians got to tell them, hey, it's so much more fun over here than it is over there. You know? I was blind and now I see. I was lost and now I'm found. I was depressed and all kinds of crazy. Now I'm over here where it's a lot more happier and a lot more joyful. But many times as Christians, we don't remind ourselves, hey, wait a minute, I'm part of the family of God. I've got a right to some things. I've got an inheritance. So there's a lot of scriptures in the Bible about inheritance. Now, if you, if, you, if you do your concordances and do that in the old covenant, my gosh, they were all about inheritance. And in the, in the new covenant, it's all about our inheritance in Christ. 
How many of you, you know, if you ever had an inheritance, somebody died and left you something. Now, if it was somebody that you thought, he ain't got nothing, ain't no big deal. But if it's somebody that you, hey, you know what? Rich uncle so-and-so, he they said, I'm in his will. You show up because you're expecting. Amen? How many of you know that God has an inheritance for us that we need to show up expecting? So if you show up expecting... We're going to get to the scriptures. I'm just having fun. And I'll get you out of here right on time because I'm coming back next week. <sighs> Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, uh, but God wants us to freely enjoy life. And I know life can be tough. It can be. But that's where we need to step away and begin to say, Lord, you're my joy. You're my peace. You're my strength. Amen. So here, let's read. Let's begin reading at uh, verse 14 in in Romans chapter 8. He said, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. I want to talk to you about that. How many know that we're not in bondage? And we don't have fear. No matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's going to take place. How many of you know that if you read the back of the book, you win? If you're a Christian, if you know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. See, that's the key. You need to understand that. There's not this all-inclusive thing that every, oh, you know, at the end of the age, God's going to say, ah, yeah, you're all okay. I'm going to take you all. That's not going to happen. I mean, whether you, that's not going to happen. You've got to believe in Jesus. You've got to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You've got to live for him. How many of you know that? But if we're doing the thing and we're doing the best that we know how, we're honoring him, glory to God. There's some things that God has given to us. And one of the wonderful things, God's not given us a spirit of bondage. Isn't it funny that there's scriptures in the Bible where the world is saying, man, we don't want to be in bondage to God. I'm so glad I'm in bondage to God. I'm so glad I'm connected with him. When I say that, there's no bondage, there's only freedom in God. But I say that, you know, tongue in cheek, but I say that because here's the thing, is that when you find out what you have in Jesus, what you have in Christ, what God has planned for you, and, and that eternal life, knowing that you're born again, how many of you know you have eternal life right now? If you, if you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you're an eternal being. Amen? You know, the rapture of the church is a physical rapture. It has nothing to do with spirituality. It's when you get your new body. Hallelujah. You're already your new person right now. We just need to let that new person come out of us. See, I never understood somebody getting born again, loving God, going to church, and then later on in life watching him say, oh, I tried that church stuff. I tried Jesus. I, I never understood that. I've been, I was born again in church. I was raised in church, been in church all of my life, and I have a blast. Love my life. I love my life. I'm having more fun now than ever. Amen. How do, see, look at this. Oh, I don't understand. And, and I've had to deal with all of the people's mess for 40 some odd years. You know? Because lack of planning on your part constitutes an emergency on mine. You messing up causes me to have to pray for you. Every one of your problems, they become personal. I have to help you. That's what I'm called to do. I'm called to be a helper, called to be a, called to be a shepherd. I want to take care of the sheep, and I love the sheep. Amen. Hallelujah. I love the sheep. Sometimes, have you ever got mad at the sheep? Of course. Have you ever had some dumb sheep? Of course. None of you, though. You're all perfect in here. But I've had some in the past, okay? 
this is good. But listen, why is it so important to not under, we, have, we don't have a spirit of bondage. Listen, Christianity is never bondage, it's freedom. You know, it's so, it's so crazy to me. People say, well, I don't want to do that because I, I, I want to always be in control. I'm so glad that I'm not in control that I'm letting God be in control. Amen. Now, let's look at read the next thing. He says, but you have received the spirit, hallelujah, of adoption. Wow. You've been adopted into the family of God. Amen. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or Father, Father. It's very intimate. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then we're heirs and and heirs of God. And not only heirs, but we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ or with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. The little phrase I want you to get into is that little joint heir phrase. And the reason being, the reason I want to stir you up and encourage you is because many times we think, man, I've just got to endure till the end. And yes, you do. You got to be determined to endure, but we got to be determined to end in joy. We've got to be determined to end in faith. Amen? We're going to end in faith at Harvest Bible Church. We're going to end in faith. We're believing. We're trusting. We're asking God to do all that he said he would do. And we find out the promises of God and we make them ours. Amen? Because here's the thing. God owns it all. He's made me and you stewards of it. But when you understand that you're a steward of the things that God owns, but you're in the family, so that means you're an owner too. Amen. Now you're an owner not to do what you want to do, but you're an owner to do what he wants to do with what he's given you. And what a blessing that is. Many times we don't run around and find out. We don't run. We don't run and find what is ours. You know, like I told you, I was raised in church. Okay, so I was raised in church. They told me all the don'ts. They never told me the do's. And they had all the don'ts and all the things like this. And so it's just like, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. You know, so when you're growing up as a kid, man, it's no fun. Amen. You know, I mean, when I was growing up, you had Sunday school before church, and then you went in church and sat with your parents. And the minute you fidgeted, you got your hair pulled, or you got your ear flicked, or if you're really bad, dad took you outside, and you had to pray and say, pray, I'm about to die, because he's, he's about to really get you, okay? So, you know, you see some things. So, you know, because you're just, you're, you know, you're bored with what the guy's saying. But what I'm saying to this is that everybody told me about what I couldn't do. And nobody ever told me about what God, Jesus, did for me and what is all mine and what I could do. They told me, don't be conformed to the world. But then they said, you need to be transformed. But nobody ever told us how to be transformed. See, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be ye transformed to what the Lord's saying, by the renewing of your mind, so that you might prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that word transform is the word metamorphosis. It's where the weird, you know, that we get, where we do that, you know, and it also is like where the caterpillar gets turned into the butterfly. I'm pretty, pretty, you know, so much that Christians would actually understand that new birth. When you get born again, glory to God, you get your wings. You get to fly. You're no longer crawling from leaf to leaf or crawling around here. Glory to God, you get to fly. You get to rise. You get to allow God to be God in your life. Now, I was in church till I was 18 years old, and, and I, I didn't know I could fly. Amen? Hallelujah. Unless you think it was bad. I mean, I went to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Hallelujah. Because my dad was trying to fulfill some things. He just figured if there was something going on, you needed to be at it. He had this really good theology. You can either go to church with a whipping or without a whipping. We don't care. 
So you learn how to do things. I was like, that's terrible. It was terrible. It should have made you hate God. And it made me love God. Yeah. Amen. Why do I say that? Look at it. Keep going. We're joining ears. God wants you to have everything that belongs to you. Yeah. And man, at 18, I had an experience with God. Had a thing. I connected with God. I filled with the Holy Spirit. Changed my life. Met the authors even more so. Got so blessed. Hallelujah. The word of God became life to me. And I started seeing you mean I can do this? You mean this is mine? You mean this is, God, Jesus did this for me? You mean I have eternal life right now? I've got the life and the nature of God on the inside of me, that Jesus is never going to leave me nor forsake me, that he's there all the time, that I've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of his dear son, that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. God's blessed me with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Glory to God. God's opened up. He's, he's, he's going before me. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life he's given me authority he's given me power over the enemy hallelujah and the god the creator of the universe wants to have fellowship with me and has let me and allows me to come into the throne room of grace boldly anytime i want to i don't have to ask i can run in and go to the throne room of grace and obtain mercy and find help and grace hallelujah anytime i need it hallelujah glory to god and he is given and he said let's go have fun and i've been having fun ever since Amen. Hallelujah. For the last 46 years, I've been having fun. Hallelujah. Just having fun with God. And if you're not having fun with God, well, we need to show you what you have. Amen. You've got an inheritance. It's all yours. You know, isn't that a shame to own something and never be able to use it? Isn't it a shame to have something and never be able to enjoy it? What, and that's what, as Christians, we do that all the time. We think, well, I'm here. It's kind of like the guy that got on the cruise ship. He bought, it, he bought, it, bought it, a whole thing for the cruise ship, bought his ticket to come over, and he just stayed in his room. And they were wondering, why? how come you're staying in the room? He said, oh. he said why don't you go eat? Oh, I, I, can't. I can't. What do you mean you, don't, you can't? He said, well, no, I can't. I don't have any. I, I just had enough money for the cruise ship. I had a desperate enough money. He said, did you know that on the cruise ship, all the meals are free? <laughs> and he's been eating crackers. Because he thought he just got the ticket to get over. Amen. He just thought, okay. Did you know that they're all free? That's why you guys go on cruises. So you can just eat anytime you want to. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's all free. You know, it's yours. Hallelujah. You know. And so we need to find out what's ours. What does it mean in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3? It says, God has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. What does that mean? What does that mean when somebody says, well, I've been blessed with all spiritual blessings? Well, number one, you've been blessed with the new birth. And if you're not thrilled about being born again and about making heaven and missing hell, we need to have an altar call today. Hallelujah. Get you excited about it. Get you, get you another dip. You know, either dunk you down longer and harder. But we need to get you ex- See, I don't, I've never understood that. I really haven't. That's one of the biggest challenges because when I got born again, even though I got born again as a child, my life changed. Jesus became my Lord and my Savior. He ruined me for sin. I often, you know, was pretty frustrated about that because he ruined me before I became a teenager. So I was always, it was good. Thank God it saved me many times because I just couldn't because I was truly born again. Amen. And I thank God for that. Hallelujah. You know, and the reason I share that is, is that there was on the inside. I just thought God was picking. I thought I was different, but I wasn't. I just had a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I had a heart for God. Amen. And here's the thing. 
So many people are trying to receive things from God, but they don't know if they really can. They don't know if it actually belongs to them. That's why you see people trying to get healed, and they don't know if healing belongs to them. You see people trying to be delivered. They don't know that deliverance belongs to them. These signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they cast out devils. It's the very first thing. You know, then the last thing is, is that they'll lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And they're not sure about that. They don't know if that's theirs. And so they're like, hey, that's the one bad thing about it. If you don't know that something's yours, you can't have faith for it. You can't believe for it. Amen? Paul said this when he was writing to the church at Ephesus in Acts chapter 20. And I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Bible. He said, now, brethren, I commit, to you, I commit you to God. I deposit you in his charge, entrusting you to his protection and care. And I commend you to the word of his grace, to the commands and the counsels and the promises of his unmerited favor. It is able, his word is able to build you up and to give you your rightful inheritance among all God's set-apart ones, those that are consecrated, purified, and transformed of the soul. God has given, he says, I'm praying in the word of his grace. Then he says, he's able to build you up and to give you your rightful inheritance. So many people don't understand that they're part of the family of God. You know, they sing the song that we used to sing when I was growing up, just build me a little cabin over in the corner of glory land. Now that dates you. There's probably only probably 50 people in this whole room that would even know that even existed, okay? And you've got to probably be over the age of 60 to know that, all right? Amen. I want to read this to you out of Ephesians chapter 1 out of the New Living Translation. This is Ephesians 1, 11 through 14. This should just cause you to stir you up incredibly. He said, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in advance, and he makes everything work out according to his plan. Man, aren't you glad God's got a plan? Hallelujah. I mean, I thought, God, your plan is not working. It's crazy. The world has just gone over the board, but he's got a plan. God's purpose was that we Jews, talking about who were the first to trust in Christ, would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles, that's all of us, have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves. Hallelujah. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee. Man, the Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. And that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand, hallelujah, and be confident or understand the confident hope that he has given to those he called his holy people who are rich and glorious inheritance. Amen. There's so much to understand there right here. I jumped to the 18th verse. I skipped the other one. Sorry about that. But uh, the one I wanted you to see is that he gave us the spirit of God. He gave us the Holy Spirit as the down payment of the inheritance. Can you imagine the third person of the Godhead is, is the down payment of how much your inheritance is? Glory. I mean, you can't even fathom that. I can't even wrap my brain around it, except that when he says this, that it, the Spirit is God's guarantee. God guaranteed it. He said he guaranteed that he would give us his, his, his promised inheritance, which we know the number one promise is eternal life. 
And if you're not, here's the thing about it. If you're not so thrilled about eternal life, who cares about getting healed? Who cares about prosperity? Who cares about anything else down here if you're not so thrilled about getting there? Amen. And that's one of the biggest problems is we realize is that we think that we own ourselves. And the Bible says you're not your own. You've been bought with a price. <laughs> so it says honor God with everything you got here. Amen. You honor God. You do these things. You're honoring God. You're honoring God from what he's doing. He's saying, hey, I'm so thankful. So thankful. So thankful. Amen. Of what God has. See, not only do we get this new birth, not only do we get born again, hallelujah, and we know we get to make heaven because we got the guarantee, because we get the Spirit of God in you as a well of water, amen? Hallelujah. He gave the Holy Spirit, so you know that. And when God's presence is around you, that's how you know. But you know, the second thing is a spiritual blessing is that He made you righteous. And most people don't know what righteous means. He made you right in right standing with him. Listen, God's not mad. He, he loves you. You're his child. He wants to do for you. Did you know that? Yes. He loves you. He sent Jesus. He loved you. He made you. The Bible says, he who knew no sin was made sin for us so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. That we would be made right. You get born righteous. Hallelujah. You don't you know, I'm trying to do that. No, you, you either you is or you isn't. Amen. If you're born again, you're righteous. What does it mean? When you know that you and God are right, you could care less about anybody else. When you know God, you know the word of God, you know what God said about you, you know that what God did about you, you're like, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Amen. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hallelujah. Amen. He told us over in Romans chapter five, he said that we're supposed to reign with his righteousness. We reign with we're right. Hey, when you know you're right, who cares about anybody else? Amen. See, when you know you're right, it doesn't matter what your husband says. Now, see, the problem is, is guys, it does matter what your wife says, So even if you are right. But the key is, long, we're not going to go there. All right. I had to stir you up. You all got a little bit nervous there. <laughs> amen, amen. That's an inside joke, and it's all good. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. But these are spiritual blessings. These are things that we can take hold of. Did you know that Jesus, not only did he die for your sins on the cross, but he actually died for your sicknesses too? It was by his stripes you were healed that God had, had, a, had a twofold redemption along that line, that he wanted to do things for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, uh, we've, we've got to take hold of the word. And here's the problem with a lot of things in the body of Christ. People are praying for things that they already own. They have the keys, they have the car, and they're praying for the car, and yet they have the keys in their hand, and the car sitting there, and they're still asking God to let them drive the car. And the enemy just comes and says, I'll drive the car, and he'll take the keys. And they say, well, I understand. Well, you had the keys, you have it, you possess it, it's yours. Just use it. Use it. Use it. Use it. You get all this. Say, man, wow. See, because everything God has for us, it's not so much, oh, look at your, your, your saying this, and you know, it, you know, God's given us all these things. He has. Why is he given us? So that his plan and purpose can go forth. I mean, you know, we want the world to know that we are an incredible group of people. And when you're in the body of Christ, you know that. You know how precious you are. That doesn't mean you're perfect. <laughs> None of us are perfect. But you know what? Thank God. 
for his amazing grace. Everybody ought to be running when they lose hope, when they just know, what am I going to do? We know what to do. We've got God's truth on the word. We've got what God says on it. Praise God. Amen. We can appropriate the blessings of God. We can take a Why? Because we got his word that tells us what we can and cannot do. Amen. We've got these spiritual blessings that belong to us. They're ours. And we need to take hold. It says, well, how do I take hold of them? You actually say, hey, God said this about me. Praise God. He said, Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. So all authority is mine because he gave it to me. Amen. All. So that means I have authority over the enemy. I have authority over the devil. So when I tell the devil to leave, he has to leave. Well, I did that. He didn't do it. Well, either you're lying or God's lying. So I'd rather choose that you're lying. Because God said, I'm not a man that I should lie. And when God told us that if we resist the devil, he flees. God says, if you tell him to go, he has to go. Amen. Hallelujah. See, see, the key is, you remember the Roman soldier in, in, in Matthew chapter 8. Jesus, the Roman soldier comes to Jesus and says, hey, my, my servant is, is in my house sick. You know, I want you to heal him. And Jesus said something wonderful. He said, okay, I'll come with you and I'll go to your house. And the Roman soldier said something that just made Jesus stop in his tracks. He said, oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not worthy of you to come into my house. All you got to do is say he's healed. You just got to speak the word. You speak the word and it happens. He said, you know why I know that? Because I'm a man under authority. When I, I got people underneath, I tell this one to go there, he goes. I tell this one to do this, do that. I tell him to come, he comes. You know, all you got to do is speak the word. What did Jesus say? Jesus stepped back and the Bible says he marveled. It took him, he was like, wow, I've been with these crazy 12 disciples, ain't got it for three years, ain't got nothing. Been talking to them, teaching them every day for hours. Ain't none of them still ain't got it. You know, he can get it. He says, man, he says, yes, I haven't found not so great faith in all of Israel. They ain't nobody. He got it in all of Israel. Who is he including? His, all of his disciples, everybody around him. He says, this guy got it. He got it. He said, man, this is going to be out. He said, let it be done what, you, what you, you believe. And his servant was healed from that selfsame hour. He said, it was amazing. Why? Because he said, I'm a man of authority. He knew Jesus was a man of authority with his words. He got it. He got it. He said, no, you don't have to do All you got to do is speak the word. And it'll happen. Amen? You know, I mean, how many times did Jesus tell his disciples, where's your faith? How come you got little faith? I mean, wherefore did you doubt? Amen. So there's hope for all of us, okay? I love that. There's hope for all of us, all right? So when you know something or when you know something belongs to you, don't you fight for it? You know, in in the Amplified Bible of Hebrews chapter 11, when it says, verse 1, when it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen in the King James. But in in the the Amplified Bible, it says that, that it is the title deed. To what you're believing for. Now, if you own a home and it's yours, or if you own a home and you're paying for it, but you've got the deed to that property, it's yours, right? And somebody comes in and says, well, we're just going to take this over because we want it. We're going to do this. Say, so, wait a minute. No, no. I, I, it's mine. I own it. You're going to fight for it. Same thing with it. The devil comes in and says, I'm going to take it over. You say, no, 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 no. I own this. My body's my body. You don't own my body. God owns my body. You're not allowed to stay in my body. Sickness is not allowed to stay in my body. God owns, I own, God owns this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And when he tries to steal your peace or tries to steal your joy, he says, oh, no, 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 no. My peace. Jesus said, my peace I give unto you. 
Amen. I got Jesus's peace. Jesus said, my joy I give unto you. I got Jesus's joy. He gave it to me. You didn't give it, so you can't take it away. And Paul said it like this. He said, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, and peace. So I've got that down on the inside of me. It belongs to me. Why? I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. You can't steal my peace. You can't steal my joy. I take authority over you. Hallelujah. And I have authority over you. You're under my feet, the Bible says. You're under my feet. Hallelujah. Because Jesus put all things under his feet. And he said, I'm his body, which is his church. So it's under my feet. Why? Because we take hold of it and we acknowledge that and we tell the enemy, no, you've got to let go of it. Amen. One of the greatest spiritual blessings that we have that we really don't take hold of because, and the enemy has just blasphemed this so much, is that we have power in the wonderful name of Jesus. But the enemy has used that name as a curse word. He just degrades that, does that, says you can't speak that, don't pray in that. I mean, why is he so afraid of that name? Because there's power there. He's so afraid because that's the one that defeated him. That's the one that wiped him out. That's the one that stopped him. Amen. Hallelujah. So why is it so important to understand stewardship and ownership, especially an inheritance? Because when somebody says you, you've got an inheritance, hallelujah, you want to go see what it is. So you want to come to the reading of the will. How many of you know this is the last will and testament of the Lord Jesus Christ? The New Testament was signed, sealed in the blood of Jesus. It cannot be annulled. It's a legal document in the court of law up in heaven. Amen. Aren't you glad that he did it? It can't be changed. Jesus said, everything else is going to change, but my word is never going to change. I'm so glad these promises are still the promises of God. We can take them, we can apply them, and we can take hold of them and say, hey, wow, look at this. And you ever notice people in the body of Christ, they look around at somebody and say, wow, well, God's blessing them. Well, look at that's going away. You hear about this going on, this happening. And everybody thinks, man, how come it's happening to them and not happening to me? Because you don't know you're a joint heir. Anytime you say that, it's because you think you're an heir. You think you're saved. You know you're saved, but you're an heir. You're not a joint heir. You don't think you have uh, what they have, or you don't think you have what Jesus has said you have. So when I hear of great things, I hear of people getting blessed, and I hear of things happening. I hear of people, miracles. I hear of revivals. I say, whoa, glory to God, I'm in that line. Hallelujah. Because whatever they get, it was joining. If God's pouring out there, he'll pour out here. Because we're joining. There's no respecter of persons in God. That means, whoa, we just got to find that room. We got to find that place. We got to let God do. We got to say, okay, God, if you'll do it there, you're going to do it here. Because you're no respecter of persons, and I'm a joiner. I get everything that Jesus gets I get how to, so if you're doing something great for somebody over here ha, glory to God they just found a room I hadn't found yet I'm going to find that room I'm going to find that place I'm going to find that thing because God wants to do that amen you're part of the family you're a child of God you know I love that they talked about who they are child of God you're a child of God but we got to remind ourselves that wait a minute I'm a child of God. I'm a citizen of heaven. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And you, you hold the highest place. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says you're seated in Christ at the right hand of the Father. So you're seated in the right, highest place of authority ever, spiritually and naturally. The church is the highest authority in the land. God said it was. Now, I know the, you know the government doesn't think that. The government thinks they can do all that. But they ain't met my Jesus. Amen? See, <laughs> here's the thing about it. 
I wrote this down. You know, once you get things settled in your heart of what Jesus did and all the promise, whatever promise it is, whether it's healing, whether even salvation, whatever it is, then you know. You get it settled in your heart. It belongs to you. It's yours. Once you get it settled on the, on the inside, then you can actually release your faith to hang on to it. You can release your faith to say, no, this is a promise of God. So that when you do pray and nothing happens, it shocks you. It doesn't say, oh, well, I guess God didn't want me to have that. No, it shocks you because God said it was yours. I'm supposed to have this. This is what's supposed to happen, not what is happening. I don't ever line up my faith with what's happening. I always line up my faith with the Word of God and what it out here has to change. Doesn't no, that's got to change. That's because God said so. God said so. God says so. so. You're shocked when your prayers aren't answered, and you're like, no, no, no. That just means we got to do. No, no, no. It's got to change. It's got to do it. It's got to change. Hallelujah. It's got to change. It's got to change. Amen. Hallelujah. Because why? Because God said it's mine. God promised this. God said, I've got God's word. I've got his scriptures. I've got his word on it. What he says, it changes everything. And the blessings of God, the promises of God belong to me and they belong to you. All you got to do is decide, do I want to walk in it? Are you going to show up at the reading of the will? Someone says, what do you mean? Well, where's it being read at? It's being read in your house, hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully, you're getting up and reading your will. Reading out what you have today. What has God promised today? What is the blessings of the will today? What is the blessings of my inheritance today? Hallelujah. Go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 18. Let's look at that one again. And um, and we're going to close really quickly. We got two minutes. We're going to do it done here. Hallelujah. We're going to close. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.18 says this. Hallelujah. He said, I pray that your hearts be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. You know, in the King James Version, when it talks of this, he said in verse 17, I pray Hallelujah. That, you, that God would give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. It goes on to say in verse 18 that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling Hallelujah. and the inheritance in the saints. He goes on in verse 19 to say that you might know and receive this exceeding greatness of his power. Hallelujah. To us for it who believe. God's desires that we would know and understand and, and grab a hold of this inheritance and what the Spirit of God is doing, but also to understand and know the power that he has for our lives. Amen. His desire is that because when you find out in the Bible things that are yours and you say, why aren't they happening? Why isn't this happening in my life? It's because you haven't taken your faith and, and grabbed it and said, that's mine. That's mine. Because everything that the Bible says is yours, hallelujah, is yours. But it's not, it's not doing anything in your life until you take faith to believe it. Until you take faith to say, you know what? I am going to believe for peace. I'm going to believe for joy. I'm going to believe. It wasn't that the same way in salvation? If we didn't believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, we're not saved. Amen? Romans 10, 9, and 10. If we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we would be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. There's no salvation unless you say something. 
You can believe and believe all you want to, but if you don't say anything, there's no, you're not going to receive anything. You're not going to take a hold of anything. You're not going to have anything. That's how you speak out. That's how you take, that's how you receive your inheritance. That's how you receive everything from God. Bow your heads right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you. We love you. We adore you. Thank you, Father, for this day, for this moment, for this hour. Lord, I just thank you for every person that's here. My heart's desire, I know I've preached to the church. And that's what I was desiring because I'm a pastor. That's what I do. I preach to the sheep. But Lord, our hearts cry as people to be born into the kingdom of God. Our hearts cry as for Christians to walk in the truth. Walk in the light of the glorious gospel. Hallelujah. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Father, right now, I pray for every person that's here. Whether they're saved or whether they're not saved, I pray for them, Father, that you might just show yourself strong on their behalf. Let them see and know Yes, even for those that aren't saved. Father, you do supernatural. Let them see your hand in their lives. But Father, if there's anyone here under the sound of my voice or anyone watching that is crying out to God for help, crying out saying, Lord, are you real? Are you truly? They're crying out for a savior or they're crying out for a healer. They're crying out to you, Lord. Father, my heart's desire is you hear their heart cry. And they might believe in you, confess you as Lord and Savior. And if you are here and you'd like to do that today, or you know, and you may have done it before, but you just know in your heart, man, I need to rededicate my life, or I need to come back to God again, or I need to come to God for the first time. Or if you're watching, you say, hey, wow, I need this. I need to know that, hey, this is real. It's real. It is real. Christianity is real. God's real. Jesus is real. It's the only thing that's real in this world. Hallelujah. But if you need Jesus to be the Lord of your life right now, just raise your hand real high because God loves you. I love you. I want to give you the opportunity. We always have this. We always have an altar call because we want God to touch your life. Hallelujah. So just raise your hand because if, if I may not see it, don't raise it a little. Raise it up high. Raise it up high, man. Don't be ashamed. Let God be God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Father, I, the body of Christ is here this morning. The body of Christ is here this morning. So now I pray over them right now because of what's been said and what's been done. Hallelujah. Father, open up their eyes to see the goodness of God. Open up their eyes to see all the promises of God. Hallelujah. That you made yes and amen. Those things in which they have been believing or even even thinking, man, I wonder, let them know that it belongs to them. Let them know that it's a part of their inheritance. It's a part of their inheritance. It belongs to them. Father, thank you for all that belongs to us. Oh, we love you. We praise you. We thank you, Lord. Lord, I thank you for that. Because believe it or not, you've called us into the kingdom for such a time as this. And the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. God's grace, his mercy, his glory is going to be poured out even greater and greater. Lord, we honor you for it. We thank you. Father, as they go out from this place, I just ask the Holy Spirit to go with them, to touch their lives. Hallelujah. Let them be the blessings that you've called them to be. Father, let them be encouraged. Let them be strengthened. I thank you for it now. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everyone that agreed said, Amen. Hallelujah.